Praise the Lord. So we get to talk about the resurrection this morning. What a beautiful thing to be able to talk about because Jesus Christ has risen indeed and he is our Lord and Savior and nothing, nothing can change that. And the resurrection is the most important most important part of human history that has ever happened. You know, Romans 5.8, it says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while he were still sinners, that Christ died for us. But even more important than going to the cross is the resurrection, because if there was not a resurrection, then the cross would be meaningless. But we have the resurrection. And the question is, because by going to the cross and by resurrecting, can the Lord pay for our sins? And the answer to that is yes, that yes, he can. That everything that Jesus said that he was going to do, he did. Jesus said he was king. He is the king. Jesus said he was going to raise from the dead, and he raised from the dead. And we know that now, but back then in the first, the first resurrection Sunday, you know, people didn't, the, you know, people didn't know that God was going to re resurrect. People weren't sure what was going to happen. In fact, the disciples were hiding, and they were afraid to be arrested. But there was, there was a couple brave women who went down to the gravesite, and they went down there to place, you know, flowers and to take care of the body of Jesus. Jesus where, where, where he was placed and kind of like how we go down to the grave sites and place flowers nowadays so they went to go do that but when they got there something was different and we all know what happened is the tomb was moved and Jesus was not there because he had risen and that changed everything that changed everything. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he was raised on the third days according to scriptures. Praise Jesus. And if you have your Bibles, if you can go to 1 Corinthians 15, we'll be in verses 1 through 23. And we'll jump around a little bit, but we'll mainly stay there. So the number one thing I want you to understand that going to the cross and resurrecting means that our, our Lord is guaranteed to be your Savior. 100% guaranteed that He's our Savior. 1 Corinthians 15 1 through 7 says this, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. Verse 6, Now after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. Direction, the resurrection of Christ declares that he is God. Romans tells us in verse 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And who through the Spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ our Lord by the resurrection has been appointed God. He is God. He is the one and only Savior. Amen? Amen. And the significance of the resurrection is just monumental because before this and even after, nobody has ever been able to conquer death at all, whatsoever. All the conquerors have been conquered by death. All the kings that have ruled have been ruled by death. All the philosophers have died. 
all the religious leaders and all of, all of them are in their graves. Hebrews actually, verse, chapter 9, verse 27 says, And just as each person is destined to die once, after, all, after that comes the judgment. So everybody is going to have to endure death. And Samson was not strong enough to resist death. Solomon was not wise enough to escape death. Even Enoch's son lived about almost a thousand years, but he was not able to escape death. Only Jesus was able to conquer death. Only Christ was able to resurrect and, and, and conquer that sting of death. And he showed that he was the temple. And he, he, he predicted this and he told everybody in John 2, 18 and 20, through 22, he told the, the Jews, the Jews demanded of him, he says, what miraculous signs can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this? And Jesus answers to them, he says, well, destroy this temple and I will raise it up again in three days. And the Jews replied, it's taken us 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it up in three days. Verse 21 says, but the temple he had spoken of was his body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. And then they believed the scriptures and the words that Jesus Christ had spoken. And only Jesus had the power to lay down his life and then to raise it up again. Nobody else can do that. He did that himself. John tells us in chapter 10, starting in verse 17, says, The reason my father, lo my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This command I received from the Father. Now, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you can rest assured that if you believe in the resurrection, he is 100% your God and your Savior. And that's who he is to us today. God is 100% our Savior. I want to read a little more from Corinthians in verses uh, 17 through 20, chapter 15. It says, And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins, and then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So here Paul is talking about if Christ had not been risen from the dead, then you would be dead in your sins. You would be stuck in your sins. If Christ had not risen from the dead, then you would have no forgiveness. You would have eternal guilt. You would be guilty for all eternity. If Christ had not risen from the dead, then all, that, all of those that us had died would be just dead. We'd be just gone. If Christ had not risen from the dead, every terminal illness would just be eternally terminal. And there will be no joy. There will be no nothing in really which to live for. But something did happen. We know that Jesus did rise, rise from the dead. We know that the resurrection happened. Now, because of that, all of that turns to the opposite. And we know, we know that now we are not a slave to sin. You are not a slave to sin. Those of you who know Jesus, those of you who have opened your heart to Jesus, you're not a slave to sin. Sin cannot hold anything on you. You have power over that. You have now forgiveness. 
You have forgiveness and you have been eternally pardoned. Again, sometimes we're hard on ourselves and, and we always remind the Lord of all the things that we've done that are bad, but God forgives us. God forgives the things that you've done. God forgives you because he loves you so much that he went to that cross and he resurrected. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. The people who are dead now will never be separated from the hand of God. will never be separated from our Lord Jesus Christ. And every terminal illness that there is, is just temporary now. It's just temporary. And now we have joy. We have a joy, just like Julie was saying this morning when she saw the sunrise, that was a joy in her heart because God lives in her heart because of the resurrection. There is a joy in her heart and there's a joy in all of our hearts because of Christ. And that joy will be forever and ever and ever. You know, if you've ever had a chance to see when people, when people unfortunately have to pass away, there's a big difference when somebody passes away, somebody that is a believer and somebody that is a non-believer. When somebody is a believer and they're getting ready to go, yes, they're a little nervous and a little scared because it's unknown, but there's a peace and there's a, there is a real trust in God, a real knowing of where they're going to go. But when someone, when someone does not know God, they may act peaceful at times, but there is a terror. There's a terror of the unknown, and there's a terror knowing that they may be lost forever. But God comes to change all that, and He gives us the guarantee that we can be fully forgiven. Each and every one of us can be forgiven if we just trust in Christ. Trust in what Christ has done for us, and trust in the resurrection of Christ. And another thing, we get to be resurrected with Christ. You know, that's something that we, we're going to get to be resurrected with Christ when the day comes. Let's read from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 23. It says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes through also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Jesus Christ first, the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. So the resurrection of Christ's body happened, and then after that, we will have a resurrected body as well. We're not going to be like a ghost floating around trying to haunt people that were bad to us. We're going to be resurrected with Christ. We're going to have a resurrected body, and we're going to get to be in the glory of God with that. Amen? But Jesus Christ first, always God first. God always gets the glory. God always gets the first fruit. But the Christians will rise when the day comes, when the Lord comes back for his people. And you know that he will come back for his people. We're here preaching, talking, singing, sharing, fellowshipping. But one day the Lord will come for his people. One day the Lord will come and we will all be caught up with him. And Thessalonians talks to us about that in chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. It says, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Now, according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel 
and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Now after that we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore encourage each other with these words. We're to encourage one another that we will all be caught up in the, Lord, in the air with the Lord when that time comes. So encourage one another to share the gospel, to, to, to talk about the resurrection of Christ, because we serve a living God, the one and only living God. The one and only living God. There is no other God that is alive, only Jesus. There is no other God that could challenge our God. So everybody else that serves other gods, I'm sorry, but your God has not resurrected. Only Jesus has resurrected. Amen? So today we celebrate that death and that resurrection. But it's not a celebration like a memorial service when we know somebody's gone and they're not coming back. We celebrate the empty tomb. The empty tomb meaning that our God is alive and our God is victorious. And if you caught that from the scriptures, that there are people who have fallen asleep who have no hope. And they have no hope because they haven't looked towards Jesus. But we who have looked towards God, we who have looked towards the face of Christ, who seek God, we have hope. And hope is something that can never be taken away from us. And hope is something that we don't hope in something that is just you know, we hope it's there. We hope that God did this. No, we know that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. So our hope is not in something that might be. Our hope is something that is, and that's in Christ Jesus. Our hope is in the resurrection of Christ, and the hope is that we will spend our eternity in glory with God, in glory with our loved ones, in the presence of our Savior, in the presence of God himself. You ever felt the presence of God here on earth? You ever praised God and worshipped Him and felt His presence? What a wonderful thing that is. What a wonderful feeling that is. Can you imagine just being 100% in the presence of God? Just 100% in the glory of God, praising Him, talking with Him, asking Him all the questions that you have right now that nobody can answer. You can go right to God. You can talk to Him. What a wonderful day that is going to be. And that is going to happen for those who believe in Christ. For those who believe that Jesus went to the cross and bore our sins and was nailed to that cross, but then was resurrected on the third day in glory for you and for me. Amen. Do you know that if we're going to clap... I've said this before. What are we clapping for? We're clapping. We're not clapping for what I'm saying. We're clapping because Jesus is right here with us. So if we're going to give our Lord a round of applause, let's do it right. I'm always going to say that because when we're going to praise God, we praise God with everything that we have. So we know that we're guaranteed that our God is our Savior. Our God is our one and only Savior. We are guaranteed to have salvation in Christ. We are guaranteed that we will be resurrected 
Our bodies will be resurrected and we will be with Christ. So how is the resurrection of Christ, how does this change our life today? How does our, the resurrection of Christ that happened so many years ago, how does that change your life today? For number one, we know that we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. We know we are covered by the death and resurrection of our wonderful Lord and Savior. And because of that, what are we to do? We're to preach the Word of God boldly. That's what we're to do. We're supposed to show this world who our God is by living a life, a righteous life, filled by the power of the Holy Spirit, filled by the power of the resurrection of Christ. That same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead is within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we are to know that 100%, 100% of everything that Jesus said is correct and is true. And if we are going to believe in the resurrection, then we need to share about the resurrection. We need to share about the goodness of God. We need to speak the word of God, knowing that God will be with us, knowing that, that God will give us the words to speak to others that need it, knowing that we need to show this world who our God is. And if God is not your savior, then today is a perfect day to make God your savior. And if you are lacking in your walk with the Lord, when today is a perfect day to straighten up that walk and say, God, I'm right here and I need you. And God will help you. Because every time I've asked God for help, he's helped me every time. Every time. Not once has he failed me. Not once. Not once. And let me tell you, I've cried out to God many times. Help me, God, I need you. And I don't cry out to a God that's not there or an image that, of a God that's dead. I cry out to the one and only true God. Amen. The one and only God who has died on that cross for our sins and resurrected to, to conquer sin once and for all. And to conquer the, the forces of evil that are trying to destroy everything. So what does that mean to be bold today? If we were, we're supposed to be bold in the name of Jesus, what does that mean for us today? With everything that is coming against the people of God, and there are things coming against the church. You don't even have to look too hard, and you'll see that there are adversaries out there and trying to stop the, the hand of God from being preached, from being seen. But we need to stand on the truth, which is the Word of God. We need to stand on the truth and stand firmly on the truth. Amen? We need to know that we have that hope, and that hope does not disappoint. Being bold today is that we share that God, we share the word of God. We share it. We share about the death and the resurrection. And we don't worry about how people might react to it. We don't need to worry about that because people can react all kinds of ways. Now, let me remind you of the last time we went out to speak the word of God. There was a guy there that was cleaning his, his foot at the park. And he said, I'm too busy. I have somewhere to go. And I was like, really? You have somewhere to go? You don't want to hear about Jesus? No, 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 I'm good. I don't want to hear about Jesus. A week later, he was still there. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He was. He, you know, I, I really wanted to walk up to him and ask if he got to work. But I was like, no, I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> but the thing is, we don't need to worry about how people react. We need to share the gospel. And we need to do it with love and humility 
and show people what God has given us as a mission for our church, to love God number one with all of our hearts, to love God number one, to love others the same way that God has loved us, and to share that love with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. It's important that we share that with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that power of the Holy Spirit is that same power that resurrected Christ from the dead. You ever thought about that? The same power that Jesus had that he resurrected is the same power he has given us to serve him. Which means that there is nothing out there that is stronger than the power of Christ. So we don't have anything to worry about. What we need to do is trust in God, trust in God, and believe what he says and be obedient to the scriptures. And so today we celebrate this resurrection. And I want you to be strengthened in that. Strengthened knowing that whatever you're going through, Christ died for you and resurrected for you and overcame it for you in the name of Jesus. Whatever you are going through, God is right there with you. No matter what it is, he can give you strength. If your faith is, is a little weak, or if you haven't been following God, well, God, can he's still there with you, and he wants to just lift you up. He wants to help you be strengthened because he loves you so much, and he cares about you so much. And you have that hope, which is eternal life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Maybe you're here today because, you know, this is... Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and you're supposed to come to church. It doesn't matter why you're here. The point is that you're here, and you can hear the Word of God, and you can hear the Scriptures and know that God loves you, and that God wants something for you that is beautiful and amazing. Each one of you, each one of you is precious in the name of Jesus. Each one of you is precious to the Lord. And God died for each and every one of you. So our strength does not rely on us. There's nothing that you can do to strengthen yourself other than allow the power of God to strengthen you. Sometimes as believers, we kind of fall into this rut where we think we have enough strength to do things on our own. So we lack and reading our Bibles, we lack in praying, and then we think that we can just be okay, but the truth is that we can't. We can't be strengthened unless we're in the Word of God, unless we're praying to our Savior, unless we're trusting in God and living a life where every day we're meditating on the Word, day and night, like the Psalms tells us, every day to meditate on the Word, day and night to meditate on the Word. So if you have not accepted Christ, today is a perfect day to accept Christ. If you are a believer, today is a perfect day to get stronger in the name of Jesus. To reinforce that death and that resurrection and trust in the mighty power of God. You know, we can do this in the name of Jesus. We can overcome sin and the entanglement of sin. We can overcome the things that are trying to hinder us. You can overcome the anger that overcomes you sometimes. You can, you can overcome the sadness that sometimes takes over your heart. You can overcome it all in the name of Jesus. Because Christ has overcome it. And we are victorious. We are a victorious people. 
Did you know that? Some heads are nodding. Yes. We are victorious. You are victorious. But not because anything you have done, only because of what Christ has done. Because Jesus Christ is risen. And indeed, he is risen. Today we get to take communion together. So we're going to do that right now. And then after, we'll worship a little bit and then, and then we'll dismiss. But what a privilege it is to be able to take communion this morning. If you haven't, if there's people, you still need the communion cups, right? Everybody? Pass one out. Can you get me one over here too? Thank you. So communion is a privilege that we get to take communion. As, as it's being passed out, understand that when you take communion, the only, the only requirement that we have here is that you are a believer, that you believe in Christ, and that's the only requirement that you need. If children, parents, you can, you can discern whether they're ready to take communion or not. But taking communion doesn't make you a Christian. Taking communion doesn't save you. It's not a mindless ritual that we do either. We do this to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us. We do this because we love our Lord Jesus. We do this because we know that Jesus provides for us. We do this because we know that our God has went to the cross and has resurrected for his people. Communion is not an obligation. It is something that we do in celebration. We like to be obedient to our God and understand that we celebrate the gospel and we celebrate that Jesus Christ was broken for us. And because of that, he can fix us through the power of the resurrection. So as we get ready to take this together, we're going to have a little bit of silence here so that you can pray and that you can speak to God right there where you're at. This is a chance where if you do not know Christ, you can open your heart to Jesus right now. This is a chance where if your life is a little bit off track, you can say, God, I need to get back on track right now. So take this moment to just have a moment of quiet, a moment of prayer, and then we will take communion together as a group. So praise Jesus. Lord, I pray that you forgive us our sins, Lord, this morning. I ask you, Lord, Father, to speak to every one of us that are here and every one of us that are watching online. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to intervene in our lives. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, Oh, just Father God, we need you so much. We need your presence in all things. We need your strength, Father God. And I ask you to be with us as we take communion, Lord. I just want to thank you, Father, for being our God, our Savior. Thank you, Jesus. The Word of God says in 1 Corinthians 11, 23, says the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may take of the bread. Now in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You may drink. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father God, we just love you and we praise you this morning. We glorify you, Lord Jesus, because you are risen indeed. You are, Father, the one and only true God. You are the beginning and the end, the Alpha Omega, the one and only true God, Lord Jesus. The great I am, Father God. We love you so much, Father God, and we just want to praise you and glorify your holy name. We ask, Father God, we often ask, Father, to help us because we need strength, but we just want to praise you, Father, as we close this service. We want to glorify you, Father God. We bow down to you and worship you, Lord Jesus, because you are the one, the only one worthy of it, Father. Thank you so much, Father God, for going to that cross. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for taking on the burden of our sins, Lord. Thank you so much, Father God, for overcoming and resurrecting, Father, taking control over death and the evil one once and for all, becoming victorious, Lord Jesus, for all eternity. So, Father, we worship you as we are together with you in eternity, Father, being victorious. We are more than conquerors, Lord Jesus, with you, Father God. Oh, Lord, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives, Father. And as we praise you, Father God, I, I ask that you just receive this praise, Father, as we sing to you, Father, with all of our heart and soul. Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you, Father God, for all that you're doing. But, Father, the resurrection is not only about today, it's about every day. The resurrection, Father, is about every day that we live our lives. And we don't want to just look at it today and that's it. We want to look at it every day, Father God. Every day, Father, we recognize what you have done for us. Every day, Father God, we strive to live a holy life. Every day, Father, we strive to be more and more like you. Every day, Father, we strive to love more and more. Every day, Father God, we ask that you give us strength so that we can overcome the, just the nagging things of the flesh that keep us away from you sometimes. So Father, I pray for your people, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit just fall upon your people and that, be, that there be a great peace, Father, here. A great peace among your people, Lord, knowing that you got this, that you have our back, that you are victorious. And because you are victorious, we are victorious. So, Father, we praise you and we offer you this worship in Jesus' name. <laughs>